Hi, I'm John Kennedy and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today I talked to Michael O'Hara, MD of Data Solutions, an Irish tech company that made a decision a few years ago to go to the UK. Today, more than 50% of its overall business is there. I talked to Michael about the impact of Brexit on his business and how he intends to navigate the Brexit headwinds. Joined today by Michael O'Hara from Data Solutions, and Michael, I, as I, I was telling you this earlier, I remember Data Solutions when it was a small company on down in Dunleary, near Dunleary, uh, near Sally Noggin to be precise. And you guys, this is the late nineties, and you guys had just taken on the relationship with Citrix, which was a company that was kind of just bursting onto the scene around that time. And then I remember meeting you guys uh, probably about a decade later and you had a a sizable operation in West Dublin. Uh, I wrote a story about you guys back in April and that same company that I remember as a small little feisty player back in Dunleary in the late 90s had recorded 74 million euros in turnover, a 57% increase year on year. And not only that... Uh, you revealed that the, in the UK market now accounted for 50% of the company's overall business. That's a huge leap in, I suppose, realistically, about 20 years or so. And I was wondering to, if you could tell me, first of all, how 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 would it, how did it really begin for Data Solutions? I mean, I, I, may, I, I may have been around seeing you guys in the early days, but I'm sure there were earlier days than that, too. There was. There was indeed, uh, John. And... Uh, we're actually entering our 30th year trading uh, this year, uh, started in March in 91. So, um, and it's an interesting story in the sense that um, the first 25 years, you know, we're happily trading doing 8, 10, maybe 15% growth per annum. And then, uh, as you uh, pointed out there, for the last four years, we've been growing at 30% plus per annum. Uh, with 57% growth last year. And uh, also, importantly, we grew our customer base by 60% last year, which, which, which was great. And, you know, I suppose uh, to, to, to move from, from that steady eddy to that exponential growth. And um, I think the reasoning behind that really is like any business could grow 30% in any one year. You know, you can have a spike big order and stuff like that. But to do it uh, consecutively for four years, we're obviously hitting the need in the marketplace. And the need that we're hitting is the service that we give. Uh, and we give a very good professional and personal service. And that has worked a treat for us. And in, uh, particularly in the UK, where you, you mentioned that uh, now 50% of our business uh, comes from. And like, well, that's the interesting thing about it. It's like the UK, as I know it, is chock full of tech companies. It's chock full of service providers. What's this Irish company doing marching into the UK, knowing that you probably have many, many, many competitors who sell the same things probably as you? What is it that, that struck a chord over there? Yeah, it's a good question. And you're right. Um, when we went into the UK in 2016 and... Um, uh, we're no sooner in there, but two months later, uh, the UK voted for Brexit, you know. So we really <laughs> only voted Brexit in the UK. We had zero uh, sales. We had zero, nobody knew us. So uh, and what really turned it around for us is um, the service uh, uh, that we gave, the, the um, knowledge we had on the vendors. We, we, as a distributor, have only 12 vendors that we sell. 
where our competitors would, would have hundreds. We focus in on a small select number of partners that um, we, you know, we've done our research, we know their players, we know they have a customer base, and we know if we can work with them, we will generate revenues. And, and that's really worked very well for us. And I have to say, we have a great team in here in Data Solutions. I'm very lucky to have the team that we have. For, for the benefit of our listeners who may not be all into the tech world uh, as we know it, what, what is it particularly that you guys provide that you know wins you customers in the UK in terms of the aspects of what you, what you do and, and the solutions you deliver for your partners? So, yeah, so there's uh, two pillars, as I call them, to our business. First one is uh, data center pillars, where we have a number of vendors in there that um, would assist in the data center side of, of corporate's business. Now, data center is a bit misleading. You know, some people might think it's, a, you know, it's a big fenced off unit out mm. in the middle of the countryside. But it, it can be that, but it also can be a data center under the stairs in the office of a small corporate. So uh, we sell technologies into, into the, a data center environment. And the other pillar is IT security. And uh, again, we sell a number of technologies there. That's a market that's really grown and uh, I think will grow uh, significantly over the next two to three years as well. I've I've no doubt about it in terms of like even everything that we've gone through with more people working from home i think if anything the the it world has become more and more of an it or sorry an it wild west when it comes to locking down systems and and all the kind of uh, if you thought you had problems before you definitely have them now but i suppose the 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 environment you guys are in how the pandemic environment has affected your business uh, has it accelerated your business or has it created a whole set of challenges and then separate to that the whole move to digitalization, as I said, once before the um, term digital transformation was an arcane term that meant only something to big CIOs, but now it's something that means a lot more to SMEs as much as anybody else. So first part of that question really is how, how, did, how did the environment change? And the second part is obviously the digitalization trend you're seeing. Well, yeah, uh, the, the pandemic really kicked in. I know we closed our offices on the 12th of March, and uh, I haven't seen most staff uh, since then. Uh, we do we do contact, uh, keep in contact. Obviously, Zoom and Teams is great on that front. But um, uh, I think technology really saved saved the day for a lot of companies uh, with the pandemic. You know, uh, uh, it, it was. Uh, thrown on on all of us and people couldn't work from the office and they really had to scramble to get a a working from home environment up and running and typically within 24 48 72 hours it was it was up and running and people could carry on business from from home also you know it is a online trading for a lot of businesses has uh, i called into my garden center while in lockdown and it just had been allowed to open and i asked you know are you delighted to get back to work and this is back to work says it's been like AWS here for uh, for the last couple of months with the level of um, online trading that we're doing. Wow, and and that's the thing. I mean, the uh, as as you say, that that that's a garden center, and it's been 
you know, like AWS, uh, a lot of businesses have had to kind of bite the bullet on technology. And I think the fairest thing to say is that a lot of companies were thrust forward maybe three or four years into their developments, into their future that they then they'd expected or planned to. How, how, how well did many of them fare? I mean, what I remember hearing a lot of time, particularly around early April, was business couldn't find laptops for love or money, <laughs> for one thing. How, how did you see it at your end and in terms of how some of the businesses coped? I mean, a lot of people who hadn't worked at home, for example, suddenly had to get used to this and, you know, all those kind of challenges. Yeah, we, we, we definitely saw a boost in our business, in, in, particularly in March and into April. And it was a kind of, let's get this up and running. Let's make sure people are, are able to carry out their business. And I think what we start to see now and going into next year is, okay, it's now up and running, but, you know, we we did it in a rush job. We now need to harden the systems, make them more secure because, you know, working from home is here to stay and uh, our network is now bigger. Our exposure uh, to security risks is bigger and we we need to fix it and we need to protect it. And, and I suppose then another one, another one then is the Brexit situation. I mean, I only heard recently from well, from various various analysis from looking at the trade negotiations or the negotiations with the UK that it's very very likely at this point we're in late August, early September, going into a situation where by the end of this year it could very much be a hard Brexit. How do you guys feel having you know moved half your business into the UK or taken half your business from the UK? I suppose into the UK, you've expanded right uh, into the UK, and, you're, and, and half your business comes from there. How do you guys see this playing out from how you guys perform and, you know, basically what other businesses need to start doing as, as we're looking into this situation? You know, it may very well turn out differently. Maybe maybe some agreement could be reached. But if it isn't, and a hard Brexit is the likely case, uh, how, how do you see it affecting your business and what precautions have you taken to kind of make sure that you can mitigate these challenges? Well, uh, you know, Brexit is over four years since the UK voted for it, and it, it did create a, a negativity in the market and um, for the first couple of years and, and people, businesses did make changes. Uh, you know, I think the city in London moved uh, appropriate uh, uh, business units out or made the appropriate changes so that they can operate in a, a UK out of of, uh, out of the EU. I think it has settled down. There's been so many false stones on it too. People are a little bit challenged on it. It's, a, it, it's been a negative. That's all we've known there. But uh, um, we've been able to carry on our business and, and grow as we have. Uh, I think the UK itself... You know, it's a huge market. It's 15 times bigger than the Irish market. It's the sixth biggest economy in the world. And, you know, it's going to continue. It will be, you know, we're, it's, I, I think it's technically in recession now at the moment. But, you know, so is every other developed country in the world. And mm. uh, I think common sense will prevail and it will be uh, agreement. Uh, there's a bit of gamesmanship at the moment but I think there will be an agreement hopefully in the not too distant future. And and I suppose looking at the future I mean uh, 
what are we what are, what are where you look at it you know and you are certainly uh, an example of of how a business can effectively enter the uk market it is it is as you say a market 15 times that of our, our own economy you know if you're whatever whatever you sell or whatever you make you have to think of it with an international mindset from the get-go from here on in what are your observations that you would take from entering the uk market as an irish business that you would say you know whether you're a, a large Irish company or a small Irish company, these are the things you need to bear in mind when you when you were when you're when you're expanding or exporting to the UK. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, English speaking culturally, we're very similar. Uh, the Irish are are very much liked in the UK. It, it is, as I say, a great market opportunity, and if you have a good product or a good service. Uh, that you feel will sell in that market, I, I would absolutely recommend business to go for it. And, and I suppose looking then uh, back to back to a more interesting area of, of technology, <laughs> the, uh, the digitalization aspect of it, as I said, uh, our plans have been expanded or enhanced or brought forward expedited even uh, three or four times what we are three or four years ahead of what most people would have planned for most people are working from home likely to continue to be the case for a lot of people certainly you know will be for me well into the new year do you, how do you see the future work changing now? Is is this new reality something you as a company uh, are happy to continue with and batten down the hatches and continue with and assume that could be the new normal? Or do you, well, how do you see the new normal playing out? How how do many of your customers uh, in your discussions with them when they're trying to say, well, this is what my company is going to look like in the next for the next year to two years? Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, it has been expedited, and uh, it's it's a reality, really, that uh, you know you have to to move into a, a digital business to you know survive. Particularly, you know, like like I suppose for years we would have been trying to position um, disaster recovery solutions out there in the Irish market and and laterally in the UK market. And it was kind of the, the feeling you got back is, well, maybe we, we might get a storm and the office is closed for three or four days. But I think that the realisation is out there now that, uh, you know, this pandemic, it can happen again we're, and it's not gone away yet. And uh, I need to make my business ready for it. So that has really pushed forward uh, the digital transformation. Yeah, I do think it will be the new normal, but I do also believe we working from home forever I don't think it's a good idea either you know mm. people come into the office for their own mental health and meeting their colleagues their friends grabbing a coffee with them and having those business meetings that you know and it can be a casual conversation or it can be a, you know a sit down and, 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 and brainstorm and you know it might be once a week or twice a week uh, but they, they need to happen but Working from home is definitely here to stay. We've been doing it for five months now, and it works. Yeah, that, that is true. I mean, I mean, the way I see it is, I think people psychologically need to identify with a place of work, like even if it's a head office or a, a place where they go to meet their colleagues once in a while, or once a week, once a month, or every few weeks for a workshop. I, I, I think our sense of collegiality, if anything, should be made stronger and sustained through these times. But at the same time, 
I think the days of just going in every day, seeing the same people, uh, standing around a water cooler or the banter that you would have associated with, with, with work up until April, you know, you're just going to have to kind of change your mindset a bit and realise that your work is going to be remote. But yes, you still have your colleagues and you still have a place to go and you still have a place to meet. And, and that's going to be something that's going to be, I suppose, on employers to really you know, create that culture. And, and is that something that, that that comes up a lot in the conversations you have with, with your customers, that culture is something that's top of their mind? Um, yeah, no, it, it does come up. And, I, you know, I think people are, are have been sort of grappling with well, what, what is the new normal and trying to get their heads around the, uh, is the pandemic, you know, how long is it going to be here? And, you know, we certainly, I won't say we're in a second wave, but uh, it's certainly not going away. And yeah, um, it'll be with us right into next year and, and beyond probably. So it is something that, that does come up. And finally, about data solutions itself. I mean, as you mentioned there, uh, 30 years in business. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 was, I, I got to know you guys only when you were, when you were uh, at a certain stage of development and it was, you were quite young then. And now, as I said, you, you have this uh, substantial business, 50% in the UK. Do, what's the future hold for you guys? Do you see, do you see if, you're, if you're kind of half Irish, half UK, uh, depending on the future, which way will the swing go? Do you think you guys will end up being increasingly based in the UK with a smaller fortune in Ireland or, or how, how do you see it playing out? Where, where, where will where will data solutions be in a year or two's time? We, we, we will hopefully continue to grow in both markets but the because of the size of the market I, I see the UK uh, growing uh, at a greater rate you know I suppose the targets that we set ourselves for the last five years, we've been uh, doubling the business every three years. We set ourselves a target to be 100 million euros by 2022. It's all going well to be 200 million by 2025. You know, they're, they're the kind of, I suppose, revenue targets from, from a, a corporate uh, social responsibility point of view. This year, we're focusing on, on uh, um, climate. We're, we're doing a number of uh, initiatives to uh, try and reduce our carbon footprint. Uh, we've just put a new heating system in the office. The old one was, was uh, a gas burner. and uh, <laughs> So we're no longer burning uh, fossil fuel. That's good. <laughs> we're putting electric car chargers in and obviously people working from home. And let's hear travel. So uh, yeah, yeah, well, that would be a truism for a lot of companies, I suppose. Like uh, not everyone going into driving into, on the motorway into work. I'd say their carbon footprints targets will be greatly accelerated or reached uh, faster than they than they envisage. That, that that could be a kind of an un, unexpected side benefit of, of the whole of the whole pandemic is the is the is the carbon footprint of companies. Uh, hopefully, hopefully people will see it that way. Uh, at the moment, we are in a huge upheaval. But listen, Michael, thank you so much for talking to us. That's fantastic. And I have to say, it's great to see a company of of your standing actually do so well. And and I. Hope I hope, I hope the Brexit situation doesn't become a, <laughs> an issue for you guys. But I think the, the prevailing technology trends will be the ones that will uh, also be the decider for the fate. I mean, what were the big ones that you see coming down the line? I mean, for years it was cloud. 
virtualization, big data, uh, remote working was around for a while, but now it's really here, whether we like it or not. What, what do you see as the big, the, big, the big tech trends that could be the definer for you guys in the next while? The cloud uh, and, and you know, the move to cloud. Um, the security uh, is, as I mentioned earlier, is becoming more relevant. As the network has grown, uh, people working from home and protect, protecting that. And, um, and as IT becomes the business uh, for each company, it needs it's become more and more important and it needs to be secured. Brilliant. Michael O'Hara, thank you so much for your time. 